Hi there and welcome to Plant CEO. In today's episode, I'd like to welcome Bernat Anyanos Martinez, the Chief Social Movement Officer and co-founder at Eura Foods. Hey Bernat, how are you doing? Hey, great. Yeah, it's, it's great. Starting the year in a good way. Uh, big plans. Yeah, you're in Barcelona right now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in Barcelona in the Eura House. Here you see some uh, good rebels working and changing the food system. Yeah, so, yeah, I wouldn't mind being in Barcelona right now. It's minus two in London today. Oh, wow. But today is rainy, uh, but which is which is good because we we needed some rain, I have to say, because it, everything looks so dry. Um, so it's good. Good news. Yeah. So it's great to have you on the show. Thank you for joining. No, thank you for doing it and give us the space to to deliver our message to the world. Yeah, 100%. So can you tell me, let's start with a bit on your background. And I, I know from um, what I've heard that it's driven from activism. So it'd be great to know your background story and how you went to then co-found the company based on that. Yeah, like the story is from, from to activists to people that wanted to have positive impact in the world in different ways. From my side, I was uh, more focused on social justice issues, also very worried about nature and how we were treating the environment. I, I remember since I was a kid, I was living next to the next to the mountain and seeing like how people were treating that mountain, like trash everywhere and all this. And I didn't understand because it was like this is so important. I mean, this gives us the oxygen. Uh, so why are we why are we doing this? Um, and then throughout my my teenage years, I was very involved in like social movements, social justice, like for refugees, like anti-racist, like many, many issues. Like, uh, and then Mark, which which is the other co-founder, he was very, very involved in uh, animal ethics and animal welfare. He was entering into into farms, recording what was going on inside the farms. And then at some point, um, after Mark uh, delivering consciousness to to many, many people, but also seeing that these many people could not make changes because there were not great options in the market. And from my side, um, trying to like too many things and not, and like too many things in my spare time, but then working in things that did not have the impact I wanted to see in the world. And then we met and I was like, whoa, we can do plant-based meat. And plant-based meat kind of connects everything we care about. Like it's animals, it's, it's planet, uh, it's the people, it's people's health, and it connects a lot with social justice because that we have to be um, very realistic in in the way that today's food system using animals is not working for many things, but also for social justice. We are going to countries with less resources to get the crops from there, bringing it to uh, to Europe, to the US, and feeding animals to eat but then to throw 30 percent of these animals on the on the trash and it's like whoa when you understand this you you are you also understand you have to do something yeah for sure and so then you know after both of your backgrounds how did you come to decide to create a, basically a food company um yeah i i mean like Let's go back in history. In 2015, we met in a course that was called 10 Ideas with Future here in Barcelona. He, like, Mark came with the idea of doing plant-based meat, and I was sitting next to him, and I was like, oh, whoa, I come from all these experiences in my past where I tried to connect my work 
and my hours, my resources to the impact I want to see, but I couldn't find it. And like what he, he just said actually could connect everything I care. Um, so this is when I started to help him or like give advices. I, I come from the from the comp side side of it. I, I love how brands can can deliver something else than just products. And then I was just like saying, oh, whoa, I would do the logo this way because this in this way you could connect with more people, not just the, the vegans. Or if, when you think about communication or events, you have to do this because this will like kind of like make a sense of belonging that goes more than just the product on the shelves, et cetera, et cetera. And then very organically, uh, in the past of the months, he's, he asked me, oh, whoa, you are very involved. Do you want to be part of it? And then I was like, well, okay, let's think about it. And then, yes, I said, I said yes, obviously. And then now six years later, uh, we're still here pushing the, the same mission. Yeah. And I guess in terms of Spain, you know, it's quite a heavy meat eating culture, I would say. And even if you were to go into the supermarkets, it's quite visible where they have, you know, the carcasses there, you know, from my experience. Um, yeah. And it's, you know what what if you think back at that time what was the feedback to when you said to people that you were looking to create a plant-based meat alternative company yeah i i remember one one sentence that was repeated constantly uh with many stakeholders you were born in the wrong place you know like and and this was like whoa no we we actually have to change the food system from here because if we change it from here where it's difficult where the meat culture is so heavy then we can replicate this anywhere in the world because if it worked in spain if we could make spanish people love plant-based meat then we can go all over the place to, to deliver this um so yeah this was a mantra at the very beginning but it was also a strength of like we are from here. We are very proud from where we are. We are very proud of our tradition and culinary heritage, but at the same time, we have to change it. I mean, this is scientific-based targets. We have to change it. So why we not change it in a way that we could still enjoy these dishes that we like uh, a lot? Like many people around the world just travel to Spain to enjoy our food culture. Why do we not find a way of of delivering these prawns, these tortillas de patatas, these paellas, in a way that has a positive impact for animals, planet, and people's health. And this like weakness kind of like was transformed to a strength of like, we are from here and we will change the food system from here and then deliver around the world. Yeah. You had a really good year last year. Can you tell me about your highlights? Uh, we can comment two things, what appears on the media and like how good it is, but also how challenging it was. Uh, and this sometimes does not appear in the media, on social media. Um, it was a challenging year, like many, uh, you know, like the conflicts and the prices rising and then the stagnation of the market, a lot of news coming from the US, et cetera, et cetera. Like this kind of like shake a lot. But also I, I would say it's a, it was a good year because apart from growing, we made sure that we created a platform to now look at 2023, 2024 and, and 2028, which is where we have a, a specific target of, of being a champion in Europe and, and kind of like stop and make sure that we have the platform to do, to do this. So I would say, yes, it was, it was a good year, but not for 
like specifically for the numbers, which are great. I mean, growing in such in such a like uh, worldwide moment, it's 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 good news. But we grew on team. We grew on like making sure that we are very strong headquarters, but also we have the countries um, very empowered, which is very key because you cannot try to change the world just from Barcelona. You have to make sure that uh, the teams understand the pe peculiarities of each country. Um, and then, um, yeah, I in general, I think it's good for surviving. And then to see also other ma many partners in missions surviving and pushing hard. So I think I think it's good news for that because many people like kind of like highlighted a lot the plant-based industries going down and they will close, et cetera, et cetera. We did not close. We are here and we're stronger than ever. So I guess the highlights is base. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Especially when there there were quite a lot of casualties, I would say, in, in the space because of the market. But you know, this is uh, early stages for the industry, right? And there's so much more to be done and there's so much more growth. Yes, there's been quite a lot of companies that uh, I would say that have sort of grown too fast and had quite high expenses mm. that and, and that's hurt them maybe if it's like on the stock prices, but also in, in sales numbers. But yeah. again, people are changing. People want to reduce what their, their consumption of meat. So it's going to be a natural thing that we will start to see this industry grow more. 100%. And at, at the end, we are doing this for the first time. It's a new industry. And and sometimes it's test testing. And then when you when you fail in something, you, you find another solution. And, and this is what we are doing. That's why I say it was a challenging year, because also when you grow, um, like, I mean, you have to shake many things and, and you just make an hypothesis of like, I think this is the way to, to grow or to make sure that plant base is more accessible, but then it, it does not work. Okay, like, let's find another, like the mission, it's much stronger than, than just the hypothesis we make to, to try to push it forward. Um, so, yeah, I mean, people want to change everyone in the world or like 99.9 .9 of the people in the world want to have a positive impact in the world. We just have to make sure that we, we connect the dots and, and then there is no way back, I'm sure. Yeah, and in terms of your retailer growth, you know, here you are in uh, Planet Organic and Ocado, and you've just announced uh, Waitrose, which is obviously a, a very good established chain here. Can you tell me about some of the retailer growth in maybe some of the other markets as well? Yeah, there has been a lot. And the, this is good news because while you check all these headlines, you also see that retailers keep asking. Also, they they obviously rationalize many things. Like they say, okay, this works, it doesn't. Like consumers look for this, consumers don't look for that. And there are changes. But, but we've seen a lot of growth, as you say, in the UK are now entering into, into waitress is big news for us because it's making our product more accessible. At the end, it's democratizing it. Um, but then we had big news, for example, in Poland, entering Biedronka, which is a huge uh, supermarket with more than 30% of the market share. In Poland, it's quite a big market for vegetarians and vegans. Exactly. Like, it's, yeah. it's so surprising surprising that sometimes we have so much of a western like centric um europe uh vision but then when when you see the rest of the countries poland even romania all 
all these countries that sometimes we don't look, when you start to look and you start to understand which is the trend there, they're growing much faster than Western European countries. So for me, this, this, is, this is the message. Like everyone in the world will come to a point that want to change this. Um, we just have to make sure that the companies we are in the space and the ones that will be in the space, we deliver products that break the myths and the barriers people have in their minds. And, and like, I mean, something that was very clear at the very beginning with Mark um, and me, it was like, many people have traumas with vegan food and, and we have to make sure that we deliver products that make traumas go away, you know, like understanding that plant-based food is great and yeah. that plant-based meat can be great as well. Yeah, it's, it's funny how you call it uh, traumas. It's like you're an you're an A and E and you've got a burger. You're trying to bring it back to life. <laughs> yeah, but at, at the end, like sometimes it takes courage to to try something new uh, because we like uh, like to follow routines. So one day I imagine someone saying, "Okay, today I'm gonna enter in. I'm gonna eat plant based because yes, I I read this that." like animal meat is obsolete etc etc and then you go you try and it's not good <laughs> or or what you promise like the taste of meat is not the taste of meat or the texture then you created a traumatized person that maybe for the next six months will not just try the products will deliver the message of, to everyone surrounding him or her or, her, or they plant-based meat isn't good yeah, yeah. The other way to look at it is also like if you can imagine that people who who are eating meat, I'm sure they would have had some bad meat before. Right. Uh, but they still would continue to eat it in the same way. It's an iteration process. Right. It, it gets better and better. Yeah. I think sometimes for me, it, it's very important to go back to the Bernat that was not vegan and understanding what I was looking for, which were my barriers, my meats inside and understanding that, I mean, most of the people that we are now vegans or and and pushing this this transformation who are not and we just have to be, be embracing everyone not just like creating little silos of uh, like bubbles that will not change the world yeah and uh thinking about changing the world you went to cop 27 last year um can you tell me about the talks that you had and was there some serious debate going on there and uh, just give me some of your highlights from that i mean i'm always trying to be positive so i would say it's positive news that food was discussed because in glasgow wasn't discussed so i guess it's a step forward also there were many players like organizing debates and and talks however like this is a climate emergency summit and this climate emergency summit had meat in all the restaurants, animal meat in all the restaurants, but not just that. The first restaurant you would see when entering through the main door was a barbecue, animal barbecue restaurant, which smelled like, like I still have this smell in my nose. Um, and then there were lots of talks from the animal industry Delivering very suspicious messages, I would say, not database, not the not not the same data that the UN, who is organizing this this event, is delivering. So, for me, it's it's positive that food was discussed, but also many of the debates uh, around food 
were led by the, by the same industry that is having more impact. And not in a way of we are transitioning or we are changing, because at the end, I would love to see the animal meat industry organizing debates on how we transform the farms today to farms in, in 10 years, how we work together, plant-based sector, animal, animal sector in creating a better food system. It wasn't this way. It was the plant-based uh, industry talking and the animal industry talking, delivering different messages. And for me, this is, this is not serious. In a climate emergency summit with all the countries in the world or almost all the countries in the world and organized by one organization that every year is publishing reports on animal agriculture as one of the main factors. So when you put all these pieces together with the smell of barbecue uh, in the middle of the desert, that makes sense. Yeah, it's such, <laughs> right? such a shame. It's a great opportunity. It's a great opportunity to bring everyone together and to discuss the big things. I know there are not simple answers. I know. But, I mean, we have to start to understand which are the big problems and making sure that we we don't like put more barriers to solve those. Like we go towards that direction. And we, I mean, I am sure, and the UN is sure when delivering reports uh, with their own data that the animal industry has to change and we have to move towards a plant-based food system. And that that's clear. Yeah, and although it's not signed yet, Germany's government is finalizing its national nutrition strategy um, which they're saying is supporting a plant-based shift within its food system to improve you know population health whilst reducing the climate impact i hope it gets signed not signed yet um i'm not sure what will happen but what do you think can be done to move other countries to move more towards plant forward diets it's exactly what they're doing that can move more countries to do. I think sometimes we need examples because hypotheses are great and like debates are great, but then you need, you need someone to, to say, okay, I'm doing it, I'm shifting. And with this shift, I have a plan and a plan that does not leave the farmers outside of the equation. They are also part of the equation because this is an industry and have to make sure that these people and this part of the industry also moves towards towards this, this shift. Um, so, yeah, as, as for example, Canada or Singapore started investing in, in plant-based meat companies uh, and showing the rest of the countries like this makes sense. I mean, I, I'm doing this because of this, this and that and because I have a plan and I want to lead the food of the future. And this pushed other countries, for example, Spain now investing also in plant-based meat. What Germany is doing, it's doing, for me, it's doing something bigger because it's changing something that it's 100% obsolete. The other day I was checking the the dietary like kind of like frames from European countries and they're number one, very different one from each other, which then you think like, where is the science here? It's, it looks very emotional. Uh, and, and second, they did not make any sense when you check at the, at the challenges we face. And I'm not also just talking about animal ethics. I'm also, I'm pointing at health. Like they recommend a lot of red meat still, most of them. Any like I mean, all the organizations worldwide are saying red meat should not should not be eaten in the way that it's eating today because it's having a negative impact in people's health with many, many diseases. Um 
so yeah, I think it's great news and exactly what they are doing. It's what should be done to push the rest of the countries to 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 move. Yeah. And can you tell me about, you know, how you're reflecting that, I guess, with you know, your community engagement programs that you have, um, you know, you're, you're in charge of this sort of social movement within, uh, you, you know, your, your consumers, but also in t- inside the company. But can you tell me about some of the programs and initiatives that you're working on? Yeah, I think to say that and connecting to, to one of the answers before, it's so important to have people on the ground and to not try to understand how this switch happens from Barcelona and in the rest of the countries. The change is happening in neighborhoods, in streets, in cities, in towns. Um, and that's why we, we created a team that it's called Community Builders, and it's people on the ground in each country, uh, understanding which, is the, which are the issues that we could be part of the solution. Not just delivering our products, but with, with our resources, with our time, with our people, with our um, economic resources. Um, and here I connect with something bigger than uh, Eura wants to be part of a better world. And what does it mean a better world? Moving towards a better world for us, obviously has this part of moving to a plant-based uh, food system. And this is crystal clear, but also we have to make many other changes in which many people are working already. Racism, homophobia, transphobia, social justice, many, 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 many. Of these, of these fights. So we are just trying also to connect, to not work as a silo, and we just push this transition and we don't care about the rest of transitions because they are hyper-connected. Um, so we do a lot of engage, engagement programs. Uh, for example, in, in the UK, we work with Made in Hackney, understanding which is the, this, the social challenges that one neighborhood in London is having. So imagine then the rest of the country, but working in one neighborhood to understand which is the issue and then also trying to to help other neighborhoods and to be part of the of the solution in other neighborhoods in Spain same we are working to to deliver plant-based food into schools and it's something that is happening already this year and we are in more than 1500 schools I think approximately schools that before they didn't have plant-based options and now it's not a plant-based option for the vegan kids or the vegetarian kids it's for every kid and we are just not delivering these products we are delivering consciousness and working with the the teachers and with the the all the stakeholders surrounding school like also families on plant-based food is the solution for many things and it's also very nutritious and and you can see your your kid likes this food so maybe it's a way also to, to kind of accelerate this transition um, so, and with the, like, like this, we have many, many programs, uh, in all the countries in Italy, in France. That's awesome. What you're doing on the school side, it's, um, also a lot of education and engagement and teaching them about, you know, healthy eating, et cetera. hundred percent. Uh, and I think it's the most exciting part of the project, uh, not just delivering food, because honestly speaking, I mean, it's great that they eat Eura because it's, it's very healthy. And I think we have products that are liked. I mean, we, we. We, we check, so they like the products, but if they would tell me that they have Beyond, Corn, or Meatless Farm, I would say, wow, great news. But the most important side of it is that we could impact the, the teaching side of it, which is very important, and then the family side of it. And this is, this is the big part of the program, selling the product at the end. It's, it's, it's a tactic, but 
it's not the it's not the central part and the core yeah. part of the of the program yeah yeah for sure i mean we want you know kids to grow up and and know the choices that they have to make right i mean in the long run they're going to be the ones that are going to be changing the next you know 100%. change of doctors for sure and thinking about sort of adoption then can you talk a bit about your range of products and do you see a difference in adoption according to the uh, in in the countries that you operate, I understand now it's twenty two countries that you're in. Yeah, approx. Yeah, I think twenty two now. Yeah. Yeah, huge. Yeah. Yeah, we started with chicken because it was the animal that was more killed to feed the the world because it's smaller. Um, so we started with chicken, uh, also because it it was very versatile. So we started with chunks and strips, and then in the chicken side of it, we also have nuggets, and now we have breaded fillets and long burger. So we have all this range. Just, just one question on on uh, nuggets. Now, I I don't know what the stat was, but there's so many chicken alternative nuggets now, say in the US. And you mentioned some, you know, US competitors, for example, coming into Spain. But I mean, do you think there's too many now? Too many companies, or because it's also like what they need to be doing different from each other as well. Yeah, I think the important part is this last part of the question. What uh, what makes us different? I mean, there yeah. are many, many, many kinds of animal meats. When you go to a supermarket, you see duck, duck from the Pyrenees, duck uh, with marination of blah blah. Uh, same with, and I put duck as a as a, an example of uh, an animal that is not eaten very often. But then you check pork in Spain, and you have all these kind of pork products very different from each other. One with marination, one long, one short, one thin, one. So, I mean, I'm sure that there is space for many, many brands because when this transition happens, the majority of the of the meat has to be plant-based. So there, there's, there is a lot of space, but we have to make sure that in a way we are competing, but this is not, it doesn't make sense to compete for 1% of the market because, you know, like, if the mission is to transition the whole population, we have to kind of work together and make us different from each other. And and this is great. I mean, consumers then they can choose. And um it, it's great. For example, I I, I live with, with with one guy, I, I share a flat and like he sometimes chooses like products that are not Eura. And I like I ask, why did you choose this? Oh, because I liked it more. And I say, amazing, great. Like give me your feedback and I'll try to make better products. Um, but I I think obviously there are many brands and sometimes there are many brands doing the same products. And this is for me the important part and something that we kind of worked very hard this last year at Eura. It's to understand that European brands kind of we followed the way of how American brands built their portfolios. A lot of burgers went in, in Europe Burger is not a product that you eat every week when, when you check at, at insights of how consumers um, act. For example, we eat, like in the UK, a lot of sausages. Okay, this is a market that it's more developed. But when you check at Spain, um, the, the product that it's more consumed from the animal industry is cold cuts. Okay. And no one, and no one solves that yet. For example, um, when you check uh, Germany, something similar. France, cheese is not yet solved in a way that breaks all the barriers. We kind of have to re readjust 
our portfolio strategy and understanding which are the, the products that these countries where we are at want. Because if not, what, what we are trying to do is um, not just to switch from animal-based to plant-based, it's to switch the way they eat and the way that the, the weekly like diet looks like. Because you check 20 different burgers, but the products I'm used to eat, one option, and one option that is not solving the various I have, either health, either taste. Um, so I, I think it's, it's a moment where we try to understand what makes us different, number one, and also understanding how people are consuming animal meat in the countries where we're trying to, to gain relevance. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you, you started off, therefore, there with the chicken uh, products, range of products, yeah. chunks and strips. Um, and now you've got a huge range, right, of, of different products. And so um, where would you see that adoption then? Per, like you already said, UK is quite high, I guess, for your sales on sausages. And in Spain, is it still quite high with the chicken products? Or yeah. what, where do you see the differences in the markets? It's moving, it's moving a lot, like at least, uh, like in Spain, we have big market share. So it's easy to enter more products because supermarkets know that they work so we can test more and for example the breaded chicken we realized that it's working really good because it's solving something that was not solved yet it depends from market to market but i can give big highlights but outside of spain we are also not in all the cities and we don't have big range of products yet um, so I think we have to wait this year where we will be able to put more products on shelves and also understanding how markets work differently. Um, but yeah, after, after chicken, we, we entered into the beef vertical and to the pork vertical, and now we just enter into the fish vertical. I just read about that, the, the your new launch of the fish uh, products and fillets, I think, and also read that you're including the same amount, like 40 milligrams of omega-3 fatty acids in, in the products. And what, what have been the taste tests with the fish products so far? Uh, yeah, all products now, like at the very beginning, we didn't do it because I mean, we were two and we didn't have resources to do like this kind of test. It was more family and friends, but now the, the R&D team and the product team, they work to check before uh, launching anything. Um, and there is, if we're launching it, it means that the majority of people when trying it thought, it was animal, animal based, and also when checking the nutritionals and the ingredients, they would purchase it. These are the two, the two big steps. Because one thing, it's like it can taste amazing, but then when you check the packaging and you have all the information in it, would you purchase it or not? Um, so these, these are the the tests, and obviously these two products that we are we just launched, um, passed it. Yeah, and what are the alternative fish products made from? Uh, they are made from soy. Yeah. yeah they are made from soy at, uh, at the moment. And something that you said, like about the omega-3, we try to do it with everything. At the end, we are trying to deliver products that can be successors. And to be successors, you have to be as good as the other one in the good side of it. Like, for example, proteins, vitamin, uh, etc. But putting the positive side of using plants, for example, fiber, and then making sure that the taste is as good as or in the future, even better. And this is the good side of it, like changing the, the technology will allow us to make even better products. Yeah. Products that are just great for every market with the taste that every market wants. 
Yeah, and it's important to have, um, you know, the fiber content as well as a protein to help absorb the protein. Um, So that's quite crucial. And so at the moment then, do you see that there's any products that you don't have available at the moment that you would like to have available? I mean, loads, (laughs) I would say, Um, because we still have to unlock many, many segments you mean personally speaking or yeah both i mean i guess from you know maybe from your opinion but also what retailers are asking you i guess retailers are asking for for many things like honestly like and country to country differs a lot because for example the uk you have lots of products in many categories but still some categories not very well so personally speaking i would like a very local product here from catalan area which is called fuet which is a cold cut that it's long and thin. And it's something that I used to eat at my grandma when I was a kid. And it kind of like, I don't have yet a successor of it. I don't have any product from any, not Eura obviously, but not other brands that I say, oh, whoa, this is amazing. Um, so personally speaking this, uh, but at the end, for example, and it is, it is not something that we will start to do, but I would like to see a lot of cheeses out there because one of the things that I listen a lot is like, I, I would never be vegan because I mean, I love cheese. And I mean, I love cheese, <laughs> like I do love cheese. And and I, I want to find the, I, I want to be in a moment where like we go to a supermarket and we have this variety of like uh, dairy free cheeses uh, and they're as good as or better than the animal ones. So yeah, this is my, <laughs> willingness like hopefully we can get very soon to this yeah i think it will come quite quickly hopefully with uh, precision fermentation as well you know really trying to replicate traditional you know yeah. cheese it's all about the bacteria uh, yeah. until until now we did not use the the old ways the traditional ways of producing a, a cheese so now they are doing it and they're much better than five years ago so in two, three years, I'm sure that we'll be in a place where we could enjoy a camembert and say, whoa, this tastes like a camembert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what is your views on cultivated uh, meat? I mean, everything that helps to solve the challenge, I think it's good. Um, however, uh, here at Eura, we, we, we believe a lot in plants as a technology. Because it is a, it's an amazing technology. I mean, it's some, it's something that gets the, the sun that is already there. You don't have to recreate the sun. It gets the oxygen. It gets CO2. You know, like it's it's an amazing technology. Like I think in a in a in a debate in at COP27, it was very fun that someone was saying, um, "We just found this technology that does this, this, and that." And the technology was plants. And yeah. it's it, it's so good to realize, like, we have a, something amazing. It's something that we still have to learn a lot from it and 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 improve our technologies to, to be even more efficient and better in texture, in texture, in taste, et cetera, et cetera. But we will push the, the plant-based uh, till the very end because it's, it's an amazing technology. It's very efficient. Um, and cultivated meat. And now, at the moment, for what what we know, it has a lot of issues on how to scale um, and price-wise. Which hopefully they solve it because as many players trying to solve this, the better. 
However, at Eura, our bet is to is into plant-based and, and using this amazing technology that is the plant-based kingdom that is very diverse. And that at the moment we are just using two, two main proteins, which is pea and soy, but there are many others. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what do you think of companies and also supermarkets that are coming out with hybrid products, which is a mixture of meat and veg? It is a very interesting debate I had the other day with a with a vegan friend, and he was very against it. And I was like, "Yeah, I get your point because we could move directly to the hundred percent plant based, and it would be definitely better." Uh, however, like producing fifty percent is already a big step. But for me, what what's key here is that this is part of a tra- transition program. There is not just okay, we are content with it. Like 50% is great. Not okay, to transition, to also to, to, to work together with the animal industry in this transition, I can accept some incoherence. Uh, but like, you know, like it cannot be, this is not enough. I mean, also because when you put the animal in the equation, obviously you are not solving the animal side of it. I mean, the animal is still suffering half but suffering you know like and if we if we find a way that we don't need animals to 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 feed the world and to keep enjoying the dishes we love why do we keep using animals no one is going by horse to work or to like bring the kids to school no (laughs) one goes by horse because we found a better way either it's a car or now an electric car or public transportation that this succeed the past, no one is using horse. So if we found that electric car in meat, why are we keep using the non-electric car? You know, and, and this is the big question. And it's very easy to understand when you come to, to the automobile industry or to the energy industry where everyone is, a, is in into renewables. But when it comes to meat, there is still a lot of debate, a lot of noise. And we have to make sure that we deliver the information that brings this noise down and that we are all in the same boat. Yeah, and I think um, with that, yeah, it's, it's, it's like you say, it's a transition point for those existing people who are already eating meat and um, to get more veg into their diet for sure. Um, I think an easier transition could also be, but it requires a lot more marketing and comms to do this is that, you know, each individual has three meal choices a day, which is in a week 21. If they just picked one of those to be a plant-based vegan meal, and that's everybody who does that on the planet, that will be a massive win, a massive win. That's like doubling the amount of vegans and vegetarians that we have. So it's like, you know, but it requires that communication. Just take one meal out. You don't have to have meat in every single meal, right? Yeah, 100%. It, this is what we call both with your fork, uh, kind of connecting our our habits, our consumption choices to, to our values and, and to the impact of it. And, and this is so important. And I think what you, what you said is great, but we have to one go one step back which is like we can say that we vote three times a day but many people in the world cannot say it there are many people in the world that still not have the chance to eat three times a day True. um and and this is something relevant that i always 
that I always comment because we we think from our like privilege of like I can eat if I want five times a day as many times as I want but many people don't I guess the the other point to that is also you know midst of a living crisis at the moment and in that way people aren't maybe eating those three meals even in other countries right so yeah I think it's important to to look like as one of the main challenges we face humanity wise how do we feed the world in a sustainable way that that feeds everyone um and we have to work together what's um Aura's future plans both in terms of product and also country expansion making our current products better so understanding that the technology we're using and the experience we're getting and the team members that are adding more value now in the team, allow us to make our product, current products better. And this is something that you can just do when you use plants, not animals, because animals as a technology, it, it has a limit. <laughs> you cannot like make more changes. Um, and then unlocking some of the, of the verticals that are not yet solved. And understanding that if we want to champion in Europe, which, is the cons- which are the consumed consumption habits in Europe, in the key European countries we want to penetrate. And this is very key because this is something that we just got prepared. And now we are understanding a lot more of the data, understanding more of the consumption habits and not trying to make people switch from like crazy habits. No, no, you can follow the same structure you had, but now plant-based with positive impact. Easing yeah. the change, like this, this is key. And in terms of like countries, our focus is Europe. And this is one of the big learnings on last year as well. Um, it's good to focus. Focusing in Europe helps us to connect with insights and also to, to make sure that all the team like works together to, to, to be relevant in Europe and relevant in product wise, but also consciousness wise, which are the initiatives but, that we built on our own, which are the initiatives that we are part with other partners, which are the initiatives we work with the plant-based industry and the NGOs working towards the same direction to stop certain legislations in different countries or Europe, or European Union-wise, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, putting focus helps a lot on being more effective and having more impact, even though if it seems contradictory because it's like being everywhere in the world, uh, it's better, but Maybe we will get there, but first, close, narrow your objectives, and and this is our bet. So, Europe and unlocking new new product verticals that are not yet solved, understanding the European way of consum- cons- consuming animal products. Yep, that's that's awesome, Banat. Um, yeah, just want to say thank you for everything that you're doing. It's a really great movement that you've created, and yeah, just want to see you guys succeed obviously across Europe and, and entering more countries, but also getting to all those other verticals, which, which will be great to, to change. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for, for giving us a voice and, and for being part of this revolution that also media, podcast, every, every single like space where we can deliver the message is what is allowing us to reach more people and to, to keep accelerating this, even though it's going slower slower than we would like but getting faster so thanks a lot for that
Yeah, great. Thank you again. And hopefully it'll be great to see you again soon. For sure. All right. Thank you. Take you. Care. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye.